Today, I'll be interviewing Dr. Monica Dillon, a nephrologist at the MedStar Union Memorial Hospital, one of the top hospitals in the Baltimore area. Dr. Dillon has 22 years of experience in her field, and her husband, Dr. Sean Dillon, is an experienced internist and also works at the MedStar Union Memorial Hospital. Hi, welcome to So You Want to Be a What? I'm Rohan. I'm Dr. Monica Dillon. So, Dr. Dillon, you work as a nephrologist, right? Yes, I do. I work as a nephrologist in Maryland. So, what exactly is a nephrologist? So, um, nephrology actually is a specialty of medicine that deals with the study of the kidneys. We deal with the, specifically the normal kidney function and kidneys that have been diseased. Um, so I deal basically with the preservation of the kidney health, the treatment of kidney disease, with diet, with medications. I even provide dialysis to my patients uh, when they have what's called end-stage renal disease. And eventually, when these patients get kidney transplant, I take care of them uh, post-transplant. Mm -hmm. So you're more focused on the clinical aspect than the research aspect? So I do, actually, to be honest, I work uh, part-time, um, part-time in a sense that I do clinical, obviously outpatient. Then I also work with the residents, so I'm academic, and I do some 10% of the research on the side. Mm -hmm. So what what's it like being a nephrologist? What did your normal day look like before COVID? So you know what? The life of a nephrologist, I can say, could be chaotic, could be sometimes hectic. It actually varies greatly from day to day. But I do provide care in a hospital. I provide care in outpatient practice. I also take care of the patient on dialysis. I see them at the dialysis clinic. I go to the nursing home for the patients that cannot come to me to see me in the office. And I think one of the best aspects of this specialty is the diversity of my role and the settings where I take care of these patients. So I provide care to these patients anywhere along the spectrum of the kidney disease. Um, as I said, chronic kidney disease has stage one to stage five, stage one being the mild kidney disease, stage five being the worst, and then dialysis and transplant. So basically, I take care of them and work with these patients anywhere on this continuum. Mm -hmm. And how has your job changed because of COVID? Like, obviously, you know, you get a lot of less patient interactions, right? Mm -hmm. So actually, to be honest, this pandemic actually changed me per se my way of looking at life. I learned a lot of good things, to be honest. A lot of good also came out of this pandemic, although there was a lot of not good stuff also came out through this pandemic, which I'll reflect upon in a minute. Uh, but what I learned during this pandemic was telemedicine, which I had no clue prior to this pandemic. That means I was able to take care of my outpatients by using a platform called telemedicine, which was basically doing virtual visits. In that way, it actually created a safe environment for my patients who felt unsafe coming to the office to be taken care of. So it was mainly because of the social distancing being the norm at that point. So I learned that. The second thing that I learned during this pandemic was called remote patient monitoring, which actually enabled my clients to get their you know, vital signs, their blood pressure checked remotely. And I was able to keep an eye on their health remotely, which I thought was really an asset to my practice. Um, the third thing actually that came out of the pandemic was that I was able to work from home. So it actually cut down on my commute, commute. So that was actually good. So it was like a work and a life balance that I obtained. But the negative aspect of my COVID pandemic was where I had to actually go in in the hospital quite a bit because there were a lot of critically uh, ill patients that got admitted during the pandemic with COVID and kidney failure. So they had to go in 
um, in the middle of the night to dialyze them. So that was a bad aspect of COVID pandemic. And I saw a lot of deaths, the mortality, high mortality during this time. And, you know, my work hours went all the way up from 55 um, hours to almost 80 hours a week during the pandemic time. So that was the negative part of that. Wow, that's that's a lot. Change is definitely hard. It is, it is. But I think you become better. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You, it's all about adapting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I want to talk about I want to ask, what what are the things that you most like about your job? Like, why do you get up in the morning and why are you motivated to do your job? I think the reason why I really like my job is because I feel like I can make an impact in my patient's life. I feel like when I'm able to detect the kidney disease at an earlier stage, I can give them the proper treatment and I can delay the progression of the kidney disease. So I think that's very gratifying to me at the end of the day to be able to have made some impact in some way, shape and form in my patient's life. And I said, you know, we manage very sick patients, um, acutely unwell patients in my practice. And so, you know, taking care of them and healing them, I think is the biggest gratification that I get being a nephrologist. And I just love waking up in the morning and just getting out of the door to do that. I, I truly love my job and I would not trade it for anything. Trust me. Now, I want to switch over and talk about your journey to getting where you are. So how did you end up as a nephrologist? Like what did, what kind of things do you have to do to become one? So when I was in high school, to be honest, Rohan, I hated math. I, I did well, trust me, but then I just hated it. It was something I did not like. Um, but I truly, truly love biology. And I think that's the one that paved my path. And during my undergrad, actually, I got in contact with one of the physicians who was doing this research on a condition called calcifylexis, which is basically deposition of calcium and phosphorus in the blood vessels causing ulcers. And I got so intrigued by him because he was a great mentor. And so at that point, I realized what I wanted in my life. And I, you know, to be honest, I loved human physiology, as I said. I love electrolytes. I love sodium, potassium, calcium, magnesium. I love the water balance. I love cardiovascular, you know. So, you know, nephrology is such a specialty that it basically involves all these specialties. So that's why I said, okay, I have to do something that's going to intrigue me. And that's what made me go into nephrology. Well, I I can actually relate to you because I also hate math. Oh, all right. Then you definitely have to become a physician. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so now your husband is an internist so could Mm -hmm. you describe what exactly that is and how it differs from a nephrologist so basically internal medicine is like he's basically taking care of your whole body from from your head to the toe right so he takes care of everything but at some point he needs some extra help so at that point, he seeks out for that help by referring us to the nephrologist or to cardiologist, which is like a heart doctor specialist or to infectious disease specialist. So that's what it is. So all of us actually believe it or not, 80 percent of the specialties, you have to do internal medicine as a core. And after that, you can decide if you want to specialize in something that you really are passionate about. And so that's how I differ from my husband. Mm-hmm. So. It's all about the rotations that you do in college yes. that helps you determine? Yes. It's actually not in, it's the rotations that you do actually during your medical school and then into your residency that you get to decide what you want to do, what your niche is. 
Mm. Could you elaborate on the college experience, like the kinds of rotations that you do? So when in the undergrad, obviously, you do, you know, biology major or something like that, right? Whatever mm. you do, pre-med and all that. And during that, what I would recommend for people who are interested in going in medicine is to do research. And, and after that, once you have in your undergrad to do some internships also and like with a medical doctor or something. And once you decide like what you have done, like you you feel passionate about medicine and then obviously you go for your medical school. And during the medical school training, especially third year, not the first two years is basically everybody learns the same. It's the third year actually where you get to go do clinical rotations like different like in anesthesia, in cardiology, which is heart then in nephrology, and that's where you see what fascinates you the most. And that's where you then you gear yourself and train yourself. And I have one last question. So obviously you talked about, you know, the college experience and what kind of things to do, but what (laughs) advice would you have for like young people like me or, you know, anybody (laughs) in general interested in becoming a nephrologist or studying nephrology? (laughs) Uh, first and foremost, I'll tell you, be passionate about whatever you do in life. I will tell you something. I was very passionate about human physiology, and that's why I got into nephrology, right? So I was very passionate. So I feel like my dad always used to tell me, be passionate about whatever you do in life, and success will follow you. And I think that's where it goes. And once you like what, and you have to be sure what you like, and once you know what you like, trust me, things will make sense to you. And then you gear your interest towards that particular field, whether it's cardiology, nephrology, infectious disease, anything else. You know what I'm saying? Rheumatology, like dealing with the joints. Once you know what your niche is, I think that's is going to guide where you're going to go next. So do clinical rotations when, you know, when you're in un, like when you're an undergrad. If you are planning to go in medical school, I would I would highly recommend you doing an internship with a physician are doing a research project with physicians, especially academic um, front, and then see if you like it. And if you really like it, you know, obviously then medical school is the next step and then doing clinical rotation during medical school, obviously. So those internships, they'll help you get into med school? I mean, uh, one is getting into medical school, but I think the first step that I would say is to make sure you really like it, right? So you wanna go and wet your feet first, right? You wanna see, what it is, what does it mean to be in, because once you rotate with these physicians, with this academic physician, you'll know their lifestyle. You'll know what they do every day. And then obviously you get to have, hopefully if you do a clinical research, you'll have interaction with the patients. If you do a lab research, you'll have, you know, then obviously rats and all those animals that you'll be dealing with. So it depends what your passion is. And I think that's, I think undergrad is a time where you need to definitely do that more of those things, more of those rotations and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, those are all my questions, but thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. That's all for this episode, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you could share this with your friends, family, or anyone you know in general, that would be really helpful. See you guys next time.